Hello and welcome to A Vague Idea. This is a comedy trivia podcast. I'm Nate Regolia. Each week, we subject our guests to a list of topics to find out if they have a vague idea. This week, we have a, a wonderful returning guest. Uh, she is a, she's a writer. She is a, a computer uh, mastermind, a genius, some might say. Uh, Kelly Attaway, welcome back to the show, Kelly. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. Not nope. a mastermind or a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I, I disagree, uh, okay. but that's, you know, hey, we can, we can agree to disagree I haven't disagree seen my portfolio because <laughs> I don't have one because I'm not good at it. <laughs> oh, well, hey, you know, uh, showiness, the showiness of a portfolio is overrated. Mm, that's there's, true. There's, okay. a lot of, there's a lot of quality code somewhere that you've, that you've started on, you know? Started on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's what writing life is too, isn't it? I mean, we, we have so many false starts. I have entire folders on, on all my computers that are just yeah, like, just... oh, this is two pages of something that I should have just deleted, but I can't bear to do that either. Well, sometimes you can recycle it. Sometimes I've pulled from those into new stuff, but I'm sorry. I interrupted your introductions. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Hey, I, I introduced you. How, how are you doing? How, how are you I'm... holding up? I'm doing okay. Uh, the world is nuts right now, but I yeah. am safe and happy and have the means to donate to bail funds. So, Very important. I'm glad you're doing that. Thank you. <laughs> it has been a theme of, uh, our, of talk on the show for the last few episodes. So. That tracks, yeah. Because, yeah, we got to do it. Um, we, we have a very cool, unique opportunity to be uh, part of, hopefully, a whole systemic change. So that would, be, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'd be nice. Be yeah. nice not to just pay lip service for another generation. We could actually do yeah. something. Can you imagine? <laughs> right? It's crazy. Results. Who 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 thought? What? Uh, <laughs> well, welcome back. Uh, our other guest this week, uh, first time, but you've listened to the show, which I appreciate infinitely. Uh, we have Cabe Waldrop. Cabe, welcome to the show. Hey, guy who knows Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, what what else are you what else are you into? I don't I don't know enough about you, and it's unfair to provide no uh, intro. Yeah. Should I do it? Be your stage mom. Ooh. Yes. Go for okay. it. Okay. So off. Abe is also a software developer at Pandora. We work very closely together. Uh, he's also um, very kind and thoughtful and funny, and more importantly. He's trying to run a hundred miles in one go upcoming. So he's been training running for what, like years now? Is it? Yeah. About a year and a half. And I'm yeah. still a ways out, but yeah. So that qualifies as an ultra marathon then, or is for that sure, even longer than sure. that? Yeah. I think it qualifies as like stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cause you're, are you, are you going to go yeah. without sleeping or do you stop and sleep and then continue? Do running? not sleep or I do don't not We'll see how it goes. Yeah. But, like, theoretically, you could do it in under 24 hours if you're, if you're good. So I'll probably do it in, like, 35. <laughs> Just be delirious when I get done. To do it at all is remarkable. Like, I mean, I, I uh, yeah, I would, I would never even attempt such a thing. Gabe, <laughs> can I tell them about your last run in the snow? Oh, man. That was brutal. It was brutal. Gabe thinks that he had COVID. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So I stopped having a fever like that Tuesday. And this was like pre COVID. So I had been at Disneyland or Disney oh. World. Whichever one's in Florida was the one I was World, at. yeah. World. <laughs> I said Disney World. And see, this is going to be great. Our theme <laughs> is the South, and I don't even know that. 
Yeah. So, I'm just a smart ass about things I know too. So don't, <laughs> don't take it personally. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I feel like if, if it was like happening, it was probably there in late January. Uh, come back sick as I've ever been in my life. Um, and then, so I get it that weekend that I get back and the next weekend I have to run 31 miles um, in Colorado Springs. And wow. yeah. In January. Yeah. So tell us now. There was 12 inches of snow. Um, so a literal foot of snow that we were going through and, but yeah, I mean, maybe I won't say this, but like, I think I had, I may have had, I had a flu, nothing has been confirmed, but then I did go to the great wolf lodge in Colorado Springs. So I don't, it's probably bad. I don't know. Some people got sick. You're a patient. I didn't didn't know enough at the time to be like super worried about it. Like I didn't have a doctor specifically told you to stay home. (laughs) The doctor told me not to run 31 miles. (laughs) Tell me to stay home. (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, in fairness, uh, leadership has been a problem with this whole situation. So I don't think we can put all the blame on you. Uh, I didn't really, yeah, I was like, I have a fever, I'm not contagious, but apparently in retrospect. I don't think you're, I don't think you're the monkey Dustin Hoffman's looking for, so it's yeah. okay. <laughs> well, yeah. well, welcome to the show, Cabe. I hope, I hope you, uh, I hope you have fun with this. Uh, th- on today's episode, we're going to talk about the South. Um, so let's just get a little bit out of the way, which is the South is a very complicated topic uh, mm-hmm. right now, um, mm-hmm. pretty much always. But very complicated right now. Um, so it was less you know, complicated when we proposed this theme. True. Yeah. Or it was. It wasn't less complicated. It was less yeah. top of mind. Yeah, yeah. We weren't. Uh, we weren't currently uh, outside of our sort of pandemic haze. Right. Uh, to to be addressing the ongoing problems that have occurred in the South. Uh, but there are also a lot of really good things about the South. There's a lot of important history. That's what we're going to talk about today. And uh, you know. We're, we're going to have some fun, right? Woo! That sounds Woo-hoo! good. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with the opening question. So Kelly, we'll start with you. The opening question is, do you have a vague idea what Southern states I have visited? Oh, um, let's see. Hmm. Hmm. You seem like, well, okay. First of all, we have to, we have to go back a step. What do you qualify as the South? What is the South? What, what are the rules of the South to you? <laughs> what are the rules of the South? <laughs> <laughs> because to some people, Arkansas people South. Yeah. Some people, Arkansas not South. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I would consider Arkansas South. Okay. I would consider pretty much everything like South of Maryland to be the South. So Virginia so South. You're a more lenient South than I am. So now I'm like, okay, so you've been to Virginia. You've been to... North Carolina. You've been to Texas is not the South. I bet you've been to Texas, but we can't count that as the South. I mean, it depends who you talk to, but Mm. yes. I mean, I have been to Texas um, and I would count it, but I I will respect the fact that you don't want to count it. (laughs) Yeah, it's got to be east of Texas. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, agreed. The definition is if you have an SEC football team, you're in the South. That's fair. Okay. All right. Uh, so, that, so that nixes Virginia because Virginia's not in the sure. SEC, right? It nixes They're North the... Carolina too. Okay. It's very regionally. So I lived in Alabama for a while. And, okay. And that was the definition that I learned. But I think technically you can count everything. Texas definitely not, but you can count uh, Maryland down. Okay. All so right. I'm well, yeah, we'll, we'll cut Texas out. So Kelly, what, what do you think? 
I'm going to stick with Virginia and North Carolina and throw in a Tennessee. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, the, you, got, you got a couple of them. Very good. Uh, yeah. Cabe, what do you think? What, what other states in the South have I, have I been to? I'm going to say Florida. Probably Florida. Yeah, Florida's oh, correct. You know that it's Disney World, right? So like, it's America's Wang. You can't forget it. Yep. <laughs> I don't count it as the South in my heart and brain. <laughs> <laughs> They've got the University of Florida. They have an SEC football team. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so definitely Florida. I'm going to say – I'm definitely going to say Tennessee as well. Like I think, I think Nashville. I've been to Nashville. Um, You're at party? Yeah. Um, North Carolina uh i don't know maybe charleston let's go with, let's go with south carolina too and uh virginia okay yeah very good and, and the um, district of columbia yeah district of columbia is in there too not not no, not, it a, isn't. State. I'm sneaking in for the <laughs> not a state yet i'm sneaking in <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um great job i'm gonna give uh i'm gonna give cabe three points and kelly two points i have been Damn, to I virginia. Told you. <laughs> i've been to virginia north carolina south carolina florida in Washington DC. Um, mm. I got it perfect. Is that, was that perfect? Yeah, you, you did great. Never been to, uh, never been to Louisiana. That's one of the places I would like to visit for sure. I, I have never been to Nashville. I would like to go there as well. Um, yeah, just not a lot of, I, I, all of my travels have been relative related. Like my grandmother grew up in South Carolina, so we'd go down there and then, you know, you go through North Carolina on the way. So I guess that counts. <laughs> You've maybe been to more Southern states than I have. And I grew up in the South. Whoa. Where did you grow up in the South again? Arkansas. Arkansas. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. Why didn't you go more places? Ooh, <laughs> Explain uh, yourself, Kelly. Because I didn't have a car. My parents didn't give me the things well, for independence and freedom. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of public transportation down there either, as there's is my experience. Exactly none. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, we have one bus. And if you can walk the 15 miles to the bus stop, it will take you to the other bus stop. It and runs every three days. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually actually on fire while it's running, too. Uh, it definitely smells like vomit, so buckle up. <laughs> you can't buckle up, there are no seatbelts. Yeah, don't, don't plan on buckling. That's for cowards. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, great work on the opening question. Uh, we're going to go to round one. And, Cave, uh, uh, we're going to start with you. Do you have a vague idea about Dixie Alley? Dixie Alley. Uh, yeah, I think it's the, um, alley where the, uh, Dixie Chicks, uh, formed their, uh, you know, uh, first band, um, pre, pre getting corrupted by the Nashville music machine. This was the raw, this was Dixie Alley, um, you know, a lot edgier, a lot more raw, um, very, like very the Beatles playing clubs in Hamburg, yeah, Germany. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. That's what, that's what that is. Yeah. That's <laughs> totally it. <laughs> right on. I, I appreciate that you've definitely listened to the show before. Uh, Kelly, <laughs> do you have a vague <laughs> idea about Dixie Alley? Um, I agree that it is uh, an alley that's sort of rough and tumble. Um, I don't think that the Dixie Chicks are involved. I think that um, it is a place in the heart of Dixie where um, it's sort of like Skid Row, but in but in the heart of Dixie. So it's where you can find, um, if you need heroin, head yourself on over to Dixie Alley. See, like a squid billy would be there. To <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> God, that show is so weird. Uh, <laughs> great job. 
you're both wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I think go back to your sources. <laughs> Dixie Alley is the nickname sometimes given to areas of the southern United States that are particularly vulnerable to strong and violent tornadoes. So uh, we this, always call it Tornado Alley. We always call that Tornado Alley. Yeah. I grew up in Tornado Alley. <laughs> It's distinct from the better known Tornado Alley and has a high frequency of strong long track tornadoes that move at higher speeds. Um, So basically it's just like the eastern part of Arkansas, most of Louisiana, and then uh, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and some of Tennessee. But it's like just a tiny little dome in that area that that is already prone Mm -hmm. to to crazy tornadoes. Um, Yeah. It's uh, that, well, yeah, there was a violent tornado that killed 121 people there in 1971 in that's that true. area. It's a lot of, that's a lot of tornado. Um, so yeah. Was that their last one? 1971? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, <laughs> you the, that, that was when the, t- <laughs> the, the term was coined then by the director of the NSS FC, uh, Alan Pearson. Um, oh, Alan? When that, yeah, when that happened. Cool. Yeah. So, so there you go. That's that's Dixie Alley. Great job. I'm going to give Kelly two points because uh, one imagines that these tornadoes probably do sweep up a fair amount of drugs, and I could see <laughs> someone being like, hey, maybe I'll buy some. Um, and one point for Kay. <laughs> because I like the Dixie Chicks. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I like the idea of them being, you know, getting back to the roots. <laughs> Not quite so overproduced, you know? It was a beautiful story that Cabe spun. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a story of creativity. <laughs> Of, of I'll be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go into round two. Kelly, you're first. And you have a vague idea about steel magnolias. Uh, just the vaguest of ideas. Um, I know that it is a play turned movie. I know that it is set in the South. Uh, boy, who was in the movie? Was it maybe, fully just going to guess, <laughs> Julianne Moore? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't remember. Um, I bet, I bet though, I bet it's about some sort of family strife. I bet that sisters are involved. Um, I bet that the sisters are very tough. Like I think that they are the magnolias and I think that they have encountered a lot of hardships and they must be steel to deal with it. That's my guess. Very, very good. Very good. Kay, what can you add about steel magnolias? Yeah. That that sounds right. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it was maybe like uh, older ladies in the movie. Like yeah. maybe Steel was like they were like older, and maybe it was their gray hair that was the color of Steel. I don't, Ooh. you know, something like that. Okay. Um, I have a, a very vague idea about it though. I do think it was a movie. And I do think that the ladies were older in that movie. Very, I mean, that, very good. You both, you both did excellently. So yeah, Steel Magnolias is a 1989 uh, American comedy drama film. It's based on Robert Harling's 1987 play of the same name. So it is a play. Good job, Kelly. Uh, the play and film are about a bond of a group of women in a small town southern community and how they cope with the death of one of their own. Because she was old. Because she was old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so so your cast includes your cast includes Sally Field, Dolly Parton, Shirley MacLaine, Daryl Hannah, Olympia Dukakis, Julia Roberts, Tom Skerritt, Dylan McDermott. You need a Dylan McDermott in a movie. Now right? is that Dermot Mulrooney or? 
It's both. It's one of which. <laughs> it's just one person in a in like one of those reversible jackets. Uh, I can't keep him straight. <laughs> Dermot on the outside, Dylan on the inside. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and yeah. So uh, as you guys had mentioned, the title suggests the main female characters can both be as delicate as a magnolia flower and as tough as steel. All I'm saying is I got that more right than Kim. You totally did. <laughs> <laughs> um, the story is based on the playwright's real life experience of the death of his sister uh, due to complications from type one diabetes. Um, so yeah, it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a, a loving uh, portrait of a group of friends coping with the death um, as was popular in the eighties because I think uh, that's what like um, the, the big chill was about too. What's the big chill? Uh, it's another ensemble movie that had younger actors in it, but it was basically like, hey, one of our friends died, one of our college friends died, and we're all 40, and we're coping with death. And okay. this is sort of like people in their 50s coping with death. Um, yeah, so great job. Very good. Kelly, I'm going to give you two points, and I'm going to cave one point. That's fair. I, I mean, you, 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 no, got the, you got the, the older lady sort of situation down, which I think is, is very good. Um, I didn't know Dolly Parton was in it. I didn't either. Have you been to Dolly World? Has anybody here been to Dolly World? I haven't. It's it's still it's on the list. Yeah, yeah. I would love to. It's gonna I happen. hear they're going to replace all of the Confederate statues with Dolly Parton. That's been the uh, that's been the yeah. petition <laughs> trending. He's yeah. trying to get all of Where them taken down. It? Hold on, yeah. let me Google it real quick. <laughs> Take them all down. Put Dolly up. Put Dolly that. up. That's what the people want. Like anyway, like if yeah. even whole, the people who support the Dolly statues like, was all that Dolly World was. I think people would still go. Yeah, I mean, just let it, just let it overtake yeah, the, the country. Yeah. Best, one of the best songs ever written is Nine to Five. <laughs> Not to mention that Jolene is an incredible song too, and that's just like two tiny fragments of an, an incredible career that has spanned stage, screen, and <laughs> recording studio. Have you guys heard that rumor that she's like covered in tattoos? That's why oh. we only ever see her in long sleeves. I love that rumor and I want it to be true so bad. And there are some photos of her where they're like, look, her sleeve is sheer in this. You can see she's got tattoos all over her arms and I choose to believe it. <laughs> that would be awesome. That'd be so cool. Oh my gosh, good old Dolly. All right, guys, oh, it's- see, I want to believe, that's me. I do. For the home listener, I've got an I want to believe poster behind me. <laughs> she's got X-Files branding in her, in her very own home recording studio room. Classic me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it's time for the Thunderdome. Uh -oh. So we're going to start with Cabe. <laughs> I'm getting these appetites, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, there, there will be a, a thunder in post. <laughs> this week in the Thunderdome, you have to decide who will win in a battle to the death between two delicious southern dishes. Who defeats the other in a battle between jambalaya and gumbo? Cabe, what do you think? It would be convenient if I knew the difference. So <laughs> I'm feeling the same way. Does one have one has rice and one doesn't? I feel like, like yeah, jambalaya uh, is more of a casserole with rice, uh, and gumbo is more of a stew. Mm. And it uses andouille sausage, right? I think. I think maybe they both can. Maybe they both do. Maybe yeah, that's the confusion. <laughs> I think it might just be a consistency battle at this point. I don't know that ingredients alone are going to be enough. Right, 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 right. So which one has rice? Jambalaya has rice? And I believe so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel like jambalaya kind of has been carbo-loading, is in training, you know, is getting a lot of rice in and, you know, just shows up in the best shape of its life. 
And Gumbo, I see more as like, you know, loosey goosey, a lot of raw talent there, but <laughs> you know, you know, likes to smoke. He's kind of a smoker, just, um, you know, doesn't have all the best habits of an athlete. And so when they get together, I feel like Jambalaya is more prepared and ready for the fight and just, just takes out Gumbo. So someone's sitting in the gym and, like, Gumbo's just kind of hanging out. They're like, hey, yeah, Gumbo, hey, Gumbo's in the locker room just, like, smoking a cig. He's not ready. I mean, he's just coasting off, you know, beating Nana Pudding in the finals <laughs> for the championship last year. And he's coming out, you know, not in great shape. He's just <laughs> taking Jambalaya seriously. He doesn't oh, feel like it's the, he feels like he's the real dish and Jambalaya is not. So th- you're actually kind of describing, I think, the plot to, like, The Great White Hype was a boxing movie that was not very good. <laughs> but it's like the, the heavyweight yeah, champion yeah, guy's I mean, just like, oh, I'm going to beat everybody, so I, just, I don't have to stay in shape. Gumbo yeah. is that guy. And everybody's oh, like, Gumbo, God. why 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 don't you just get yourself in shape? Come on. Yeah, right. his trainer is just like sitting there, just worried about it. Who would his trainer be? I feel like if Gumbo's trying to get into shape, you've got biscuits and gravy. Because biscuits and gravy is just like an old, crusty yeah. looking. Goes with everything. Dish, yeah. Right? Like has just, a lot of knowledge, has been around the block. It's soaked up so much like yeah. value. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, just shaking his head. He knows what's going to happen when they enter the ring. I, I like how, how deep we're going with how alive and, and uh, lively these foods are. They have, they have compelling backstories. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, what do you think? Who's winning in the Thunderdome? I'm going to have to go gumbo on this one. Here's why. Uh, it's much more creative than jambalaya. Jambalaya tied to the rice. You, you're very, you've got like a, 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 a sort of a one-note option before you. Whereas with gumbo... That, since that is more of a stew, we've got like a kitchen sink situation. So anything that you want to throw in there, you can toss it in there. So we're talking, you want to throw in, what do you put in stews? Um, so I'm imagining co- okra. Cocoa. Like, You're imagining what? Okra. Yeah, you can put okra in there for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Any old veggie, for sure. I was trying to think like, how are we layering these flavors? So we're talking, throw a beer in there. Throw some cocoa in there. Throw some aromatics let's pop in an orange rind like sure Ooh. he doesn't look like much but there's a lot stewing <laughs> <laughs> and you can probably make the stew in a kitchen sink you if probably you, if, you, if you stop the drain uh you could probably just heat it from underneath then you just need those little um little little fire dishes that you have at like potlucks <laughs> yeah yeah little little sterno stoves that they have yeah exactly <laughs> Catering stoves. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know what? I like, I like that. I like that. I like that the idea that, you know, jambalaya is really riding the, it's like, it's like a a sandwich, right? It's like, you're, you're really riding the bread here. If you can live without the conveyance, you got, you got a little added strength. I think that's a compelling argument. Uh, Very good. You're both absolutely correct. And you both get two points. We did it. You did it. I'm hungry now too. I know I'm really hungry, uh, <laughs> but I'm like also going to be thinking about like what our pasta later uh, was doing before it became my food. It was training for something, <laughs> and I cut its <laughs> cut its life hor- horrifically short. Uh, all right, we're going into round three, and we'll start with Kelly. Kelly, do you have a vague idea about John Brown's raid on Harper's Ferry? Hmm. Hmm. Sorry, I was trying to make up something funny, but I want to say that a friend of mine's husband drowned at Harper's Ferry. Oh, <laughs> so geez. my brain was just like, 
no, Narain. Um, uh, uh, who's raid on Harper's Ferry? John Brown. John Brown. Um, yep. It was sort of like the revolution, only instead of dumping tea into the water, he was using the water to make sweet tea. So he was stealing the water from Harper's Ferry to to make sweet tea and feed his troops. Did he have like did he have like a very big uh, mason jar jug? <laughs> Multiple mason jars. So we okay. still wanted the mason jars to be like drinkable. So like little tiny guys. <laughs> so he like kind of effectively started the popular coffee shop by just yeah, having a, a, a bespoke. Uh, little situation. Wow. Yep. Okay. Okay. Very good. Uh, Cabe, do you have a vague idea about John Brown's raid on Harper's Ferry? I could be wrong. I feel like it was a um, like a munitions depot, and it was. You're gonna come at me with facts right up. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like you got too many points. I'm trying. <laughs> all right. All right. Sorry. Sorry for interrupting. In this game, I was told it was a battle. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think, I think it was like an escaped slave who had, um, organized a group of escaped slaves and they had... First of all, enslaved people. Yeah. That's yes. Did we have a date? If, if this could be totally wrong if we had a date, but I don't remember a date. Uh, I feel, I feel like they broke in, they stole all the weapons and it was like a, a you know, like a, an uprising. Um, could be totally wrong. No, I, hey, that was, that was very good. Um, yeah, so... John's Brown raid, John Brown's raid on Harper's Ferry uh, was an effort by the abolitionist John Brown, he's a white man, um, from October 16th to October 18th of 1859 to initiate a slave revolt in the southern United States by taking over the U.S. arsenal at Harper's Ferry, Virginia. Um, it was like a huge standoff. It was sort of a precursor to the Civil War starting because he was like, okay, I'm going to go in and take all these guns and we're going to start, we're going to start this. We got to get these people free somehow. And we're going to, we're going to make it happen. Um, the, uh, the people involved, you had Robert E. Lee, uh, Israel Green and Jeb Stewart um, coming after the, the insurgents, uh, including 88 other U.S. Marines. Um, and the uh, people in the abolitionist force were 16 white men, five free black men, one freed slave and one fugitive slave. I mean, it's not super detailed on the wiki, so uh, I apologize for any uh, lacking detail in language. Um, but yeah, pretty much uh, everybody in John Brown's group was killed, um, and only a couple of the U.S. Uh, soldiers were injured or, or killed during it. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a huge attempt at just uh, trying to fix a problem that we're still coping with today. Right. <laughs> and... Uh, and, and it's just a really interesting piece of history because it was just like, you know, one person thought, hey, let's just go do this crazy thing and see what happens. Um, hey, you know, it was 16 people? Is that? Yeah, there were 22 total people. 22. Yeah, Six, 16 white men and then, and then wow. some, some free black men and et cetera. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was a crazy, just crazy thing. Um, John Brown was, he was arrested and executed. John Wilkes Booth was at John Brown's execution. Um, so yeah. Pretty, now, pretty interesting John Brown stuff. Of John Brown University, or are those two different John Browns? Do we know? Uh, I'm, I'm going to check. I'm going to see if I can get you an answer on that. Should we do the Jeopardy thing too? There is a John Brown Museum okay. and and historic park in Kansas. Um, Long way from the from the actual event. Yeah, I mean, good that it that that it traveled that far, but 
I don't see I don't see a university on here. Okay. Um, okay. But listener, if I'm wrong, feel free to tweet at us. <laughs> We're at a vague idea pod on Twitter. <laughs> so yeah, it's so natural, <laughs> right? It's it's just taking that drop. Um, so yeah, it just just a really interesting thing, and one of those things that I I don't know if there's really a, a if there's a film about it necessarily. Um, but it's one of those things that kind of there should be because I think there's a proliferation of these uh, military movies now that kind of uh, rile us up about shooting people in other countries. Um, but not yeah. not a lot of them that, that leave you really contemplating what, like, the, the complex nature of these conflicts. So, well, so part of that, <laughs> sorry, I've got this Fox Mulder poster behind me and I'm just going to really embody that for a second. Do it, so, get, get skeptical. Part of that is because like the military's involvement in Hollywood. So if you're writing a movie about the military or including the military, you send it to the military for like proofreading and they can be like, no, nix that, add this. Like, so it's hard to get a movie off the ground where the, like the government is the bad guy. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I mean, there's a, there's a crazy PR machine. I mean, that's kind of yeah. when you, when you look into the history of, uh, I mean, even of like Ronald Reagan, right. Who his, his whole service in world war two was, uh, acting as like a, a Hollywood military liaison guy. So he just filmed basically ads in California. Propaganda. And then claimed to be a veteran afterwards. Um, anywho, great job. Uh, Kelly, I'm going to give you one point and Cabe two points. And Cabe, we're back to you. And you have a vague idea about the song of the South. Oh, yeah. Sweet potato pie and I shut my mouth. Yeah, it's by Alabama, the band Alabama from Alabama. Uh, yeah. It's the, it's the song of the South. All right. Yeah, that is that is one of them for sure. Yeah. Good good job. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add? No, no. Okay. I sang more than I want to. I, it wasn't really singing, but it was more than I should have. You you pronounce right. the lyrics r- rhythmically. I, right. I feel like right. it's close. Yeah. It's almost singing. Do you yeah. sing otherwise? You have no. a guitar on the wall behind you. I, I can do. see it. Yeah. yeah. It's for decoration. Oh, yeah. okay. Can I do play it? <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's one of those antique guitars that you see hung over the mantle. It's, it's just for looking at. Every so often he'll fake sing in the office. And my it's favorite true. response is to say beautiful singing voice. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just feeling the music and I got to let it out. But. I know. Oh, yeah. I, it. Yeah. I mean, if Night Moves is playing, your girl is singing. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. The rules. Right. Yeah. yeah. We work for Pandora, which I think has come up on a previous show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's always music in the office. And sometimes, I mean... If you're gonna put Pete Seeger on, I'm gonna Bob? Do you mean Bob? Bob, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> both both are good. Both, no. Pete both, Seeger's no. good too. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a folk he's a folk uh, folk musician. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah but it, it, I I'm 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 just loving the the reference to night moves because that was <laughs> uh that that was the first cassette tape that I ever owned was that uh right. Bob so Seeger good. and the Silver Bullet band cassette. Yeah. It had old time rock and roll and night moves and mm-hmm. Like so a number on it. it. You got to be committed because it's going to be like a minute and a half of just saying night moves. So like, <laughs> and then there's the in. fake ending. There's the fake <laughs> yeah. ending where you're like, all right, we're done saying night moves. And then oh, you're the never guitar fades out, then resurges. <laughs> you got to bring it <laughs> back. Night moves a few yeah. more times. Yeah, yeah. That's how you're sure it's nighttime because all the music goes quiet. And it's like, oh, it must be the middle of the night. Nope, oh, night moves. I see what we're They're doing. back. Time for those night moves. <laughs> yeah, we've been working on them. Here they are. Very good. Uh, Kelly, Song of the South. Do you have a vague idea? Uh, Yep. 
it's I've got a very specific idea. Okay. Uh, watch me make it up on the spot. <laughs> um, so the Song of the South is uh, a metaphor, and it stands for. My mind went like a thousand different places. I was like the word y'all. Um, <laughs> um, the Song of the South is um, uh, cicadas. The Song of the South is cicadas in the fall, the cicadas in the trees making that little buzzing noise. That's the Song of the South. Ooh, okay. All it's right. It's so loud. Like it's, it's so loud. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That 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 and chirp is. It's, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of uh, I don't know. It's kind of comforting in a way though. There's something nice about having noise around you that isn't just like sirens and other things, but also yeah. terrifying because those bugs will eat you. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say ominous. <laughs> They've been described as a plague in the past, so you know, um, very good. I'm gonna give you both one point each. Um, the song of the South that I was thinking of was uh, the 1946 animated and live action musical film produced by the Walt Disney Company. Um, it is, uh, it is kind of a, a compilation of cartoons and music. Um, it's, it's not really held in high regard anymore because it's sort of, uh, it takes place during the reconstruction era of the is United it States. It is super problematic, Thought it might um, be problematic. but it features the song zippity doodah in it, which oh. we probably all know. Um, I knew it because it was one of those, I think we sang that in choir when I was in elementary school. Um, it also has the story of Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear. Um, and features the uh, character Uncle Remus, who is a uh, who's kind of our our narrator. Um, is he a werewolf? He is a he's a he's a slave who is uh -oh. super happy with being a slave on this planet. Oh, hence, oh no! Hence a lot of the problematicness of it. Uh, this movie no longer is available from Disney in any format, but it has been re-released several times, including as recently as like the the mid '80s. Um, and it just kind of gets locked back away in the vault. Um, it's also the basis of the theme park ride, Splash Mountain. Uh, so yeah, so you go. A little, little bit of history, um, lots of controversy around it. I encourage you and the listeners to, to learn more about it. Um, so yeah, there you go. Song you of go the South. Did you go on Splash Mountain, came? Is that how you got? I did not. I refuse all water, water rides. Oh, okay. I don't do water rides. You don't want feces and urine in your face when yeah, you're splashing yeah. through a theme park that you're paying like hundreds a, of dollars a day to walk be. all the way out of the theme park afterwards and like we'll go. Lodge, we'll yeah, it's yeah. a long way. You got to like get on a boat, like go to the parking lot. Like it's a whole thing. Oh yeah. You got to ride a monorail. Then they yeah. put you on a helicopter. Right. It's not easy to exit Disneyland. No, they don't want you to leave. World. Sorry. Disney World. Yeah. It's, it's way better when they can go, oh, you're trapped here and hungry. We have expensive food for you. Come by where the there was like a country bear country bear ride yeah country bear jamboree mm -hmm. yeah is this part of song of the south or this is a separate it is separate yeah because the country bears is just like a cute little weird uh musical thing that then i think they made a, a an animated live action movie about that a few yeah. years ago i think Haley joel osmond was one of the country bears i think you're right yeah, yeah. well i know what i'm watching this weekend yeah <laughs> Be checking that out. Just something to break up the David S. Pumpkin stuff, you know? Yeah, you know? You yeah. I feel like maybe Christopher Walken is also in Country Bears, which is interesting. Anyway. Sounds like... Cannot wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. We're, we're going to play, uh, play our second game. It's time for Recast. Uh -oh. And... Uh, 
Let's see. We're going to start with Cabe for Recast. So this week on Recast, you have a job of recasting the roles of the following two characters in the following film. The characters are Atticus Finch and Scout Finch, and the film is To Kill a Mockingbird. So you are going to be replacing Gregory Peck and the girl who played (laughs) Scout, whose name I don't know and I should have looked up, but uh, replace them with whomever, whether they're contemporary or uh, from any time. Um, so just uh, you just need a, a male actor and a and a girl to play the daughter. Here we go. Oh man, this is not this is not the question for me. I'm not. I don't watch a lot of movies. I, we were talking before the show that uh, I know who Tom Hanks is. So yeah. <laughs> because I mean, he's he's, he's a good Tom he's a good for this though. <laughs> not you a probably bad. have Tom yeah. Hanks do it. We're gonna throw him in there. Okay. I don't know. Like Scout is only like what, like like twelve, fourteen? Like yeah, I don't. She's little. Yeah. yeah she she's any. I think like eleven or twelve. 11 I would or guess. 12. Like yeah. I don't know any young. We we could just we're gonna we're gonna put a young Drew Barrymore in there, like from her oh. early days. That's okay. what yeah. Firestarter uh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I love Drew <laughs> Barrymore. You should put her in all the movies. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I love yeah. it. That that would be that could be very interesting because you've got Tom Hanks basically <laughs> trying to do his Forrest Gump Southern accent again, but right. you know, in a lawyer capacity. Right. And then you got and then you got a young Drew Barrymore, probably like Hopefully not too addled with the, uh, the products of fame that I, re- I I think we all know that she had some right. issues with her early career, uh, and that she's just like being precocious, right? Just being adorable. It's yeah. an adorable phase. It's like she just found ET yeah. and she's screaming. She's precocious <laughs> exactly. about everything. Great. You guys want to see this? This is gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be wonderful. Kelly, what do you think? I'm gonna go John Hamm for Atticus. Ooh. Because do you remember in Kimmy Schmidt when he was playing that that uh, Southern cult leader? I yeah. think that he could do. I think that he could do the good version of that. Um, He's got that commanding Don Draper energy too. If you put really a draw on that and just make him like a guy with a with a purpose. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, for Scout, I'm thinking uh, not going to be able to pull a name. Did you Did you guys see it? Yes. The, the remake, the little redheaded girl. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know what her name is, but yeah. I don't know. She's been great in everything I've seen her in. Was she in, um, she was in uh, Sharp Objects, which if you haven't seen, watch it immediately. Set in the South. Uh, very hard to watch. Very. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's a lot of tough stuff. But yeah, really, really good. And Amy, Amy Adams is in that, right? Yeah, she's incredible. She's the grown-up of a little redheaded girl. <laughs> I'm casting little redheaded girl. Sorry, Amy Adams. <laughs> if we do a flash forward, you're welcome to come aboard. Uh, the the girl in in question's name is Sophia Lillis. Sophia Lillis. Okay. Yeah, she plays Beverly Marsh in it. Beverly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. Very good. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I would go see both of those movies. Um, I I would venture that maybe what we should start doing is filming multiple versions of every movie and just <laughs> releasing them on video on demand. I mean, I'll, we I'll, might as well. Yeah. Movie theaters are over with the pandemic. Let's just get creative with it. Yeah, I would like to see. Give me, give me all your different takes on this. Let me see what are effectively glorified screen tests of pairings of people doing the whole movie. And I'm, and I'm for Oscar it. categories can be like, who did the best To Kill a Mockingbird remake in yeah. 2019? Oh, what year is that? 2020. <laughs> No, we can we can make it for 2019. Yeah, we'll just we'll pretend see. this year didn't happen eventually, unless really good things happen, and then we'll then we'll own it. Um, 
Great job. Kelly, I'm going to give you three points because I, I got to say, I really like John Hamm in that Atticus role. I think that's interesting. It adds mm -hmm. extra sex appeal. That was one of the cool things about yeah, Gregory We all Peck. want to have a crush on Atticus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the To Kill a Mockingbird one, not the uh, Go Set a, a Watchman one, which was no, not a yeah, good one. No, uh -uh, no. But yeah, well, it, more, it, he's more the, uh, the guy in Kimmy Schmidt in that book. Uh, and uh and cape i'm gonna give you two points because i really do think that a tom hanks drew barrymore version of this movie with maybe a little bit of an 80s contemporary spin like if it was just back then in like 1987 it could have been really been fucking big. cool yeah it could have been real big i like maybe maybe tom hanks starts as a boy who wants to become a lawyer and he, <laughs> and he uses a fortune telling machine becomes a lawyer who has a daughter and then confronts racism in the south I How do you it. magically become a grown-up with a daughter? Like, so now are we talking time travel instead of just body swap? Yeah, or maybe like, uh, maybe there's just like a, a little girl in one of those like plastic bubbles that's in those kind of vending machines and it just kind of rolls out after you get your fortune. And you're okay. like, oh, I'm big and I want a daughter? Interesting. This is going to be more crazy. More than I for. <laughs> yeah. how, how are they keeping infants alive in these bubbles? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so very good. From the makers of Pomme ou Pomme de Terre, it's La Chose Francais Arbitraire! That's the arbitrary French thing. The only thing that's French about it is the name. And this week, you're both going to get posed uh, a task. So I know that you, you both must know some Southern phrases. So I want you to hit me with two. And we'll start with Kelly. Kelly, two Southern phrases. Oh, well, bless your heart. And it doesn't matter, a hill of beans. Very good. Very good. I like both of those. <laughs> All right. Cave, two Southern phrases. What do you got? Uh, the bigger the hair, the closer to Jesus. <laughs> Very good. That's a good one. Oh, man, I need a second one, though. See, I, I came in strong, and now... Uh, you well, you, you took Bless Your Heart from me. Which, yeah, sorry. That was low-hanging fruit. That is low-hanging fruit. Do you know what a what a double first cousin is? No. Okay. So <laughs> this, like, this feels like a joke more than a saying, but I'm no. Gonna... I mean, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's it's not really a saying per se, but there are these things. Double first cousins. If your, uh, you know, if your uncle is your dad's brother, right, mm -hmm. and they both marry uh, two sisters, um, then the children are double first cousins. Oh, okay. Because they're because they're related. The yeah. But like, you know, in my family tree, there are like- <laughs> You got, you got double tell, first cousins in the branches? Of, of double first cousins, like once or twice removed, so. Right on. Well, hey, yeah. I, I, I learned something. So, I didn't know that was a, a, thing. a thing. Yeah, yeah, it exists. Kelly, have it's you heard of that? I think I've heard of it from Cave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we have one source, but I, I trust yeah. you. You, my, you seem my very trustworthy. My Uncle Joe, my, my great Uncle Joe. Would, would talk about his double first cousins. So maybe just in the mountains in North Carolina. Still, I like it. I like that a lot. Very good. Um, no one said y'all come back now, you hear, which, is, which was an option. Um, but maybe that's only in movies. Maybe no one says it. Maybe it's just the Beverly Hillbillies or something. I don't know. <laughs> Very good. What are some other ones? What are some, um, uh, oh, hun, when somebody's being real dumb. Um, uh, I can't come up with any others. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look some up real quick. We'll see if you've heard of them. If if this will if this will happen. 
Let's see. Come on. Oh, uh, 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 um, you're welcome as the flowers in May. Oh, oh. that's that's a Maybe sweet that one. Maybe Spanish teacher. Maybe that's uh, not widespread. Have you ever heard he's got a burr in his saddle? Oh, yeah. Oh. Or uh, I mean, she's p pitching a hissy fit. That's, oh, that's, that's I mean, other. I guess. I mean, look, yeah. I'm looking at wanderwisdom.com, so I can't. I hissy fit all the time, but I thought that it was just everywhere. Call <laughs> it a toilet, a commode. Is that southern? A commode. That feels yeah. southern to me. Yeah, yeah I think so because I yeah I've heard that phrase, but mostly from my from my uh, grandmother's side of the family. So yeah, mm -hmm. that would that would that would put it there. Um, he's slicker than Al shit. That's a good yep. one. Uh -uh. Haven't heard that. You have, Cape? Oh yeah, my buddy uh, Palmer says that all the time. How about busier than a moth in a mitten? Yeah, no, but it I've makes heard... sense. I knit, so yeah. that tracks for me. <laughs> we always heard like hotter than uh, two muskrats making love in a wool sock. <laughs> yeah. Stuck up higher than light pole. No. Uh, he squeezes a quarter so tight the eagle screams. That's yeah, funny. Heard that. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's good. Southern phrases have have. Beautiful charm to them. So yeah, good job. You both got two points on that. And uh, now it's time to go into the final topic. Oh man! Oh, we already. Got right it's already here. the final topic, guys. Neck and neck too. Yeah, yeah. It's real close. It's it's real close. So okay, we're gonna start with you. Do you have a vague idea about the Southern vampire mysteries? Kelly does. <laughs> oh, man, I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, Southern Vampire Mysteries are uh, set in Savannah, Georgia, uh, I feel like, and um, it's a vampire, but uh, everyone knows that vampires don't do well in humidity, so he only comes out like one or two days a year uh, for his victims, because there's only really one or two non-humid days in Savannah, Georgia, so like, He's, he's a vampire. He's not that famous. That's why I haven't heard of him. Uh, <laughs> because he can only really hunt one or two days a year. It's yeah, pretty yeah. He lacks in branding because he doesn't yeah. make a lot of appearances. Sure. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, when he's out, he's very deadly, but it's very rare. <laughs> so why, why, why does the humidity affect vampires? I'm just curious. You know, they just you know, they're they're it's it's the cape. He's got to wear the cape, and he's got, it's like a full suit. Yeah. He's got to wear, and it That's, just isn't comfortable. That makes you know? sense. You want yeah. this thing to billow. It's right. not gonna billow. There's, you don't look majestic yeah. when it's kind of sticky, right. and it just kind of gets caught right. in your armpits. Stains, and yeah. you're just like, yeah, they're supposed to be charming, and it's just really hard to pull off. Plus, vampires tend to wear like a three-piece suit. Also, you got like a big right. medallion. Yeah. I mean, you got, got this like, white a shirt on. He's like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to do in the heat. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Kelly, do you have a vague idea about the Southern Vampire Mysteries? I do. I sure do. Um, so it's sort of like, uh, you know, that, that legend of uh, the lady in white. She wears white by the side of the highway. As you're driving down, she distracts you and you get into a car accident. So it's sort of like that in that there are many vampires throughout the, the South so like we've got reports of it from Savannah. We've got reports of it from Louisiana, from Alabama. We've got it all over the place. People seeing these vampires um, trying to break into their homes, but vampires can't enter unless they've been invited. So it's not always super successful. So it's just like 
though Southern hospitality is renowned. So people are always inviting vampires into their houses. Or at least onto the porch. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know the guy. (laughs) There's a lot of, can I help you today, sir? Yeah, we don't. We probably don't need to get into the number of times that, that people are called on these uh, on these vampires just for just for walking by. So yeah. <laughs> so it's like part urban legend, part everybody knows. Like their double first cousin saw it, swears up and up and down that they experienced it. It's not a reliable source. If you're like, <laughs> your double first cousin about it, you're probably not getting good information. <laughs> Well, wait, you just said that double first cousins are totally reasonable and that like... I, I mean, I'm not saying they're reasonable. I'm saying they exist or my great uncle <laughs> claims that they exist. <laughs> but you wouldn't, but you wouldn't count on them to provide would, you with news would, yeah, or information. Or for like, if we're talking cryptids, right? Like I'd want a more scientific approach to it. That, yeah, that makes then, sense. Then you really need more of a Fox Mulder Skelly right, duo you, sort of situation than... Yeah. Okay, Kate, tell them about the time that you saw a cryptid. <laughs> Uh, I have seen Chupacabra. No uh, shit. No. Yes. It was a Kentucky Goblin. <laughs> well, Kelly thinks it was a Kentucky Goblin. I think it was Chupacabra. It, or it might have been a Kentucky Goblin. Chupacabras My, don't go that far north. I don't have a lot of frame of reference. Right. <laughs> I thought they were hanging out like they had switched to deer. They were like, whatever the Spanish word is for deer cabras. They were deer cabras. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it ran out of the woods, like thick, thick woods, right in front of my car and then back into like more woods to the side. Like just driving along, chupacabra, going home. Kentucky oh, wow. That's exactly how it <laughs> So Kelly, what's the difference between a chupacabra and a Kentucky goblin then? So in this instance, it's region that gives it away. Sure. Uh, you can find chupacabras in Puerto Rico. You can find them in Texas. This was in, where was it? This was in North Carolina. This was in North Carolina. In the okay. Piedmont so, region of North Carolina. Uh, that's... Kentucky Goblin country. It friend. might be. So what do Kentucky Goblins eat is the question. Oh, I don't know what they eat. I can describe yeah. what they look like. They look sort of like um, uh, greys, the aliens greys. Right. They, they, yeah, it looks like basically an alien. It, was, it wasn't like okay. small though. Like when you say oh. goblin, I feel like you're talking. How big like, was it? I mean, I, it was at least four or five feet. Like, no, was, that is a little bigger than a Kentucky Goblin. Yeah, it was, or it was just like a really big Kentucky. It was like an NBA Kentucky guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to you the NBA. It's like <laughs> definitely calling this guy up. But like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel like there could be a time when someone's basketball nickname could be Kentucky Goblin. Oh, for sure. If you were just a <laughs> really tall guy <laughs> from Kentucky. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at pictures of Kentucky Goblins, and they're, they're, they look pretty much like gray aliens with sort of the uh, conical – conical bulbous head but they do have kind of like big fan fan ears on the side they've got like little um uh uh, gremlin ears yeah yeah Yeah. like like gremlins and and gremlins too gremlins Mm -hmm. uh take manhattan or whatever the movie was called (laughs) i can't remember gremlins fully loaded uh Gremlins too, too fast, too furious. That's so funny you know part of the other uh confederate statue replacement petitions was uh putting the mothman in place yeah. Of, of statues <laughs> in I, I can't remember if it was North Carolina or not, but because um, hey, yeah, I, we I just put some Kentucky goblins around, and right? just, you know, perfect. <laughs> Everyone would be like, "Oh, that's what I saw." <laughs> definitely, 
finally, the statues will be educational. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have looked at the pictures. It definitely, it probably was the Kentucky Goblin in retrospect. My mm. whole life, I've been living the lie. Thinking oh, it was man. I mean, but, in, <laughs> in fairness, too. Yeah, you're, you're probably more likely to run into a Kentucky Goblin or a Mothman or a Chupacabra, for that matter, uh, than you are to run into a Confederate general. So it's, it's more educational for, for practical purposes. Like, there will always probably be Kentucky goblins. Yeah. Not a whole lot of Confederate generals around. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's just not a lot of longevity there. Like, if you're going to put something in a statue, you want to say, like, hey, what might I actually encounter here in the woods? Oh, uh, well, yeah, Kentucky goblin, for sure. Now, you and might... Dolly Parton, definitely. Yeah, and yeah, Dolly Parton. definitely run into Dolly. She's probably <laughs> everywhere. I, I fully believe Dolly's just cloned herself, and then yeah. that's maybe what's keeping some level of order and balance in the universe. You know what? Lord, I hope so. We deserve to have Dolly forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't really deserve it, huh? We've been badly. Well, but yeah. it would be nice. It's, she's, she's the Dolly we need, if not the Dolly we deserve. <laughs> the Dolly we need. <laughs> um, very good. Uh, so, yeah, you're both, you're both wrong about that, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you each two points. And the, the Southern Vampire Mysteries are also known as the True Blood novels. The, oh! uh, the television program T True Blood, uh, starring uh, Suki Stackhouse, uh, that involves vampires in the South doing all kinds of sexy vampiring together. I almost went that route, but I thought it was funnier to make it a real, <laughs> a real thing. Yeah, no, I, I, I like both of your, your answers better than the, than, the, than the real answer. But, you know, gotta, gotta tell the listener what really it was. And uh, yeah, so it all just takes place in, I guess, northern Louisiana, and uh, they're vampires. I haven't really watched the show at all. Have, have either of you watched the show? Mm-mm. Uh, no, not a big True Blood fan? No, I can imagine you can only go out once or twice a year in northern Louisiana, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely hot and humid. <laughs> I feel like I'm very into the vampire side of it, but True Blood seemed very um, romance-based. Yeah. So I'm less interested in that. Yeah, my understanding it's a lot of it's a lot of coupley stuff and yeah. uh and, and seems very sexy and like Yeah. I wanna That's delve into it. the challenges that have man like uh have you guys seen uh Being Human? Oh no. What is that? It's a British TV show about a ghost, a vampire, and a werewolf who are roommates and oh. they're posing as regular humans. Um so it's like a fun like glimpse into what it's like to be a person versus a monster versus like where the tension there lies. Um, highly recommend it. The American remake, trash. Don't bother with it. Cool. I will find, I will seek out the, the original. That sounds great. Cause one of my favorite shows on now is the, what we do in the shadows show. Oh, I need it's, to watch that. It's on, it's two seasons on Hulu right now. Okay. Um, if you, if you have the Hulus and it is, uh, it's hilarious and delightful. Is that the Flight of the Concord guys? Yeah, I mean, they were in the movie. Um, so they're like producers on this and it's a different group of actors playing okay. different, different vampires. Um, but it's great because there's one of, the, one of the guys is just a psychic vampire. He's like cool. an emotional vampire. So just he's just- a empathetic vampire. <laughs> he's just boring. He's just boring on purpose. Like, and, and it's really funny how they do the joke because it's just like, yeah, okay, I'm just, I work in an office. And I just walk up to people and I tell them stories that don't go anywhere and just feed off of their like pain in having to listen to me. <laughs> it's <incredible>. delightful. <laughs> uh, so many layers of, of, of true to life. Um, and yeah, they did werewolves in that show, all sorts of stuff. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah, very worth the watch. Really funny. 
really well done. And, and like the production value is very high for it being a TV show. And I've it's heard like nothing an, but great things. I yeah. gotta get on it. No, yeah, you gotta, you gotta check it out. It is, I'm it is currently worth finishing up the last season of Supernatural. Are you guys Supernatural fans? I never really watched it, but I'm like, uh, I've watched, I've probably watched like 10 episodes total. And it's one of those shows where every single time I've watched it, I've liked it, but I've also never been following the story enough to understand what was going on. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure this would be a very dramatic instant uh, moment in this if I knew who the person who's being sacrificed is, but I don't. Right. Um, It's hard to recommend or not recommend. I think that if you're looking for, um, you know, 15 seasons, it's great. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) If you're looking for 15 really good seasons, uh, less great. (laughs) But you got hunks the whole th- the whole way you through. Got babes, it's just hunks and babes, top to yeah. bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I mean, we we do have a lot. Like, there's still going to be a lot more being inside time. So I think that Supernatural is probably mm-hmm. a fair recommendation. Especially now that it's wrapped up, you can just like binge it and be Play done. Through. You don't have to like carry it through your life the way that I have. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, I was I was a huge uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, so Ooh, like, yeah. I watched that in real time. Yeah. And to be able to go back and watch anything where it's just like, oh no, this, I can watch like three episodes a night and it's over in like three weeks. That's nice. Whereas it's like, oh no, this, this took seven years of my actual life to watch. Yep, that's how I feel about the X-Files. I was watching oh, yeah. it week to week, just slowly, just slowly for forever in real time. Yeah. Watching people get older, they're getting pregnant and unpregnant. Pregnant they're, and unpregnant. David Duchovny's doing Fox stuff. Because <laughs> his name is Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. This Thank you're a writer. You. It's the puns. <laughs> yeah, about the quality of my writing that you could expect. <laughs> no, that's hardly true. Okay. Well, hey, I've added up the scores, and uh, I've got some. I've got some tough news for one of you, but some great news for the other because we have one winner tonight, and one person who did not win. But we're not going to use the L word because we don't do that here. This week, Kelly, you have won with 17 <laughs> points. It was a super close game. Cabe, you had 16 points. Oh, Cabe! You you hung right with it. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, it could have just been one more Southern phrase or something, and uh, (laughs) and things would have been different. I don't know. Uh, uh, You know, even though I keep score, it is a mystery to me how the game is scored at all. So, uh, great job. Uh, Kelly, do you you have anything you'd like to say as the winner? Anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, um, if you are able... Find a Black Lives Matter, something to donate to. Find a We Need More Diverse Books, something to donate to. Find a bail fund to donate to. If you are, if you have the means, for sure, be educating yourself on how to be anti-racist and look into where you can throw your money to help causes. Perfect. And also follow me on Twitter, (laughs) Kelly Attaway. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I think that's fair. People can still follow you. Yeah, we gotta. We gotta. <laughs> i share links and stuff. Like I say, things like donate here. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't want to have to search yourself, just follow Kelly, and then do what she says every <laughs> single thing. And then Kelly, you have to be responsible and not use your newfound power for evil. Okay, I'm gonna do things like everybody be kind to each other. <laughs> Which I think I think we can all agree that's a, that's a safe thing to do. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right on, um, Cabe. Do you have anything that you would like to to say? Anything you'd like to plug? was a crushing defeat. Like to, uh, <laughs> congratulate Kelly on remaining undefeated on this show. Um, I want to echo what she said. Like, I think um, a lot of us 
um, you know, are going through a hard time right now with the uh, pandemic and, and all of the um, issues that we're facing today. So uh, one thing I'm doing, um, since I am a runner, is the uh, Civil Rights Racing Series. It's based oh, right. out of um, Northern Alabama. Uh, they're doing a virtual race. And you can sign up to run as many miles as you would like. They're trying to run a million miles across all participants. Um, but I think the, the like base mileage level, it's over a full week, uh, is like 25 or 26 miles. Um, I can't remember. But uh, you can always run more if you'd like. Um, so that's a, a good cause to get to. And, uh, and so people can sponsor you if you're running and things like that? I don't think it's sponsored. I think you have to run the miles. Which oh, okay. Seems like a bad choice. They'll probably get less money. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I think you do have to register for the race and run the miles and turn it in on some sort of mileage tracker. Oh, uh, yikes. Yeah. You know, like uh, honor system probably would be a little easier for, for right, some right, people. Right, yeah. But sure, yeah. <laughs> I ran 100 miles. <laughs> Right on. Yeah, well, great. Thank you guys both for being on the show. This has been a pleasure. Uh, thank you for, for taking the time to, to zoom in as we're trying to, you know, figure out a way to do this thing in a, in a so new fun. normal. Yeah, I'm glad you had fun. It was really great to, to see you again, Kelly, and, and great to meet you, Cabe. Um, hopefully, you'll both come back and, and we'll get a rematch in, see if, uh, see if Cabe can't turn the tables. I definitely got to. It's going to yeah. eat We're going to have to fight. <laughs> You need redemption. Carry over into our professional relationship. I know. She's you better than me at everything. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cave's just going to start deleting brackets out of your code and causing things to happen. just like, oh yeah, no, I just put a little a little line in there that makes sure that every time you write something, it deletes. Oh, we'll all be like, Cave, we can see you on the commit history. <laughs> yeah. It's not a great plan. It's the best I have. <laughs> I mean, but it's really about show. It's it's a flexing plan. It's not a good plan. That's but true. It definitely I don't says who. To go to it's just that you have to redo it. <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you guys again, um, listeners. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, please uh, go ahead and, and subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, you can find us on social media. I trust that you know how to Google things, so you know the show's name is a vague idea, and you're not going to find anything but us probably. Um, so good luck. Uh, yeah, and otherwise, please do donate to Black Lives Matter because they do, and they're never going to not matter, and uh, this isn't going to go away unless we let it. So we have, we bear a certain responsibility to keep having this conversation because otherwise it, it just kind of falls by the wayside as it has in the past. Um, yeah, otherwise, uh, I just, I think that, you know, hopefully we can come out of this whole thing with the pandemic, with all of 2020, with everything that's going on, uh, building something that's meaningful and good and that kind of makes us proud of the direction our country's going in rather than, rather than kind of just really sad about it. Um, so that's, that's my big hope. And, uh, and I'm sure both of you feel the same way. Definitely. <laughs> and, Absolutely. and hopefully most of the listeners feel the same way too. If you don't, why are you listening to this show? Yeah, get out of here. I, I talk this way all the time. I don't even like, we, we have to be related. And then you're really cutting me a lot of slack. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that, I think that's the other thing that I'll just say is like, hey, if you've got relatives who don't understand, um, talk to them because that's the best way to have the conversation. Um, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna change their mind by arguing on Facebook. Have a phone call or or stand six feet away from them if you can and, and have a conversation outside. You know, just just make sure that you're communicating why you're passionate about uh, the rights of of black people and people of color and the fact that like we need to fundamentally change a lot of things in this country. So those are my recommendations. And otherwise, thank you guys so much for listening. Take care of yourselves. Uh, bye bye.
Bye. Bye. Later. A Vague Idea is written and produced by me, Nate Regolia, with Shannon Page, and sometimes John Peros. Information about topics often come from Wikipedia, so hey, why not donate a bit to them? Sound effects are Creative Commons public domain. If you like this podcast, tell a few people, and subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. And if you happen to like reading science fiction, check out the small press I started with my friend Sean Grokowski. You can find Spaceboy books at readspaceboy.com. 